This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, the funny, the tragic, you know, everything. Um, but I couldn't do it by myself because it would just, it would just be weird. So I am blessed to have two women by my side, Arbiter of Style and Beauty. Hey, Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. It's so great to be here orbiting as always. <laughs> and arbiter of celebrity memoirs and reality television, <laughs> baby deputy woman, Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love that Bleachers remix, too. Yeah? You prefer yeah. the art bro over the sexy baby? I, I like hearing the sexy baby better, but I like the Bleachers on the chorus better. I also heard a remix today that's, it's me, Mario, which I was not <laughs> mad at. Stop. <laughs> I better be hearing that in all the gay clubs. Hi, it's me, Mario. Uh-huh. Well, we have a ton of celebrity gossip stories. I mean, there are huge A-list celebrities opening up about wild things that we never thought we would hear at hear about but first let us get into our woes of the week these are the stories that made our guests you know clutch their proverbial pearls or maybe even real ones if they were wearing it it's really up to them um gwen flamberg what made you go woe this week well obviously travis as a royal file I am really looking forward to this new and very spicy season of Netflix's The Crown. But of course, what totally made me like, I'm still, you know, my smelling salts. It's like I just needed. Yeah, I'm still a bit verklempt over Elizabeth Debicki, who is portraying Princess Diana in the new season, hit the red carpet for the show's premiere. And she was wearing a gown that looked very familiar. It was kind of like a modern take on the gown that the actual Princess Diana wore. This gorgeous baby blue Catherine Walker gown with a, a neck piece, yeah. down neck piece to, I believe it was the Cannes Film Festival in 1987. Well, Elizabeth Tabicki hit the red carpet in a modern version of said gown. It was by Dior, of course, a gorgeous Dior haute couture piece in black, so modern, 
streamlined, nice. perhaps a little bit of foreshadowing of the darkness of this season. But I don't know about you guys. I just like I cannot wait to dig in. I believe that The Crown did premiere on Netflix. So it's it has started. There are so many shows like I'm I'm so entrenched in White Lotus from scratch, Shantaram. And now I've got to like weave in the crown, but I've got to do it. I'm going to start tonight. It really is the era of television. I like Bad Sisters, the Irish oh my God. Show, Apple TV+. The Plus. best. Did you finish? <laughs> I am one episode away. <laughs> oh, let me know when you finish. It's so good. And it just got renewed for season two, which I'm shook by because it like has a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured it should because you sort of figure it out. I was so excited to hear it got. And do you know the youngest girl is Bono's daughter? Yes. And she dated James Lafferty from One Tree Hill. Yes. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming through with the One Tree Hill fandom gossip for the peoples. Well, Bad Sisters made us both go, and whoa, definitely did, check it out. Did you know that the main girl um, wrote the show? <gasps> no, I did not. Like now I'm like forgetting all their names, but the one like the oldest sister. Eve. Or, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's adorable. Well, good on her. I said in my fake Irish accent that I can't even pretend to do. Well, there's some fun TV recommendations for you just in case that's what you needed today. But baby woman, Sarah Huron, I know that baby sister has made everyone go, whoa, and please kill John Paul. But what celebrity news story made you go, whoa, this week? Well, staying in the TV world, but in the reality world, the world that I know um, people probably trust my opinions more on, but you really should watch Bad Sisters. Yeah. Um, this season of Love is Blind has been absolutely unhinged since the beginning, yeah. as most of them are. And the reunion aired this week. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet, um, there's a lot of takeaways and I won't give it all away. But a main one is everything happening with Cole and Zay. And, you know, throughout the whole Thing. You could just tell these two were not compatible. He's very goofy. She has a dry sense of humor. Like they pretty much hated each other. Um, he reminds me of Barnett. Yes. And you know, his, his last name is Barnett. Name is Barnett. Yes. Crazy. Um, he reminds me of Barnett too. So they just like, it's, it's giving, you know, she's Jessica older than him. The maturity levels are not quite the same. <sighs> Um, but so there, it, it was a tumultuous throughout the whole time, but the reunion, um, she kind of was sharing more of what she experienced and she accused him of body shaming her and kind of opened up about how those comments added up in her mind when, you know, he said things like Colleen is a 10 out of 10 and you're a nine out of 10 and kind of <laughs> making references towards his ex-girlfriends, you know, didn't have the name. Like he basically was like implying that he's only dated white women before yes. white skinny women who look like Colleen yes. and. And Zay, obviously, you know, she took it as whatever in the moment and they add up. Right. So then she made, kept making references to the, the cuties scene in during the reunion. And everyone was like all the other cast members making reference towards it, too. And then it was like, what's the cutie scene? And Cole was like, air it if you have it, like kind of daring the producers almost. And the way Zay described it was more as like, you know, he she wanted to have two Clementines and two is the serving. And he was like, we have dinner tonight, like save your appetite. And she was like, all I've eaten today is a banana. And they aired it. And that is what happened. But it's a little more like he's kind of saying, you know, you should be. Yeah. He was like, I offered you a poke, a, a, a poke bowl. Like you didn't want it. And she's like, well, we had that last night. And so there's kind of caused this huge debate on the Internet because the way she described it was like definitely super body shaming. 
his tone was not at all like any sort of like fun light stuff. So some people are saying that she was being dramatic and other people are saying, well, that's not fair. Cause how are we supposed to project how she feels? And I'm kind of from the perspective of like, if it's all those things she said, like, I'm sure it added up. It's a million different things. And you know, there probably was a lot of pressure for, like I said, he went into it, you know, implying that he was typically with white skinny women and she had to, and she's gorgeous. And there's so many weird layers to this show. So it's a huge debate on the internet of whether <laughs> that scene kind of vindicates her or actually vindicates him. But she posted this whole long thing about it. And in part, she said, an apology for the internet. I'm sorry you weren't in that relationship. I'm sorry you didn't feel the way I felt. I'm sorry we didn't have the same triggers. I'm sorry me standing up for myself offended you so greatly. I'm sorry you didn't see all the reasons for I said what I said. I'm sorry you didn't live with me. I'm sorry you don't know me. I'm sorry your insecurities are different than my own. I'm sorry your online hates is so much more about you than it is about me. I'm not a paid actress. I'm sorry I'm your villain. I'm sorry I'm your bad guy. I promise you I'm not. One thing about me is I choose my words carefully and I stand by everything I said. So it's just getting, it's turning into a little bit of deep D shake where the whole aftermath of the show um, is dark. But, you know, I I think these two are just the opposite of compatible. Well, Mm. it's better than asking the women if you can, you know, could you fit on my shoulders at a music festival? But I definitely got the... uh, feeling that Cole was telling her that he doesn't like her body nor her race. And it's sort of something that he overcame. And no one likes to hear they're a 9 out of 10 when you're saying that someone across the room is a 10 out of 10. Just keep that to yourself. No, absolutely not. And it's it's kind of, it's frustrating because when I watched it, I was like, I don't know. I definitely thought the scene wasn't quite as she described it. But I think you have to think about the ads of like, if this has been six weeks or however many weeks of her life where she feels like she's getting these slight digs and these comments that this is experiment that's supposed to be about your personality and not even about this. And it's just, well, it it, is supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about falling in love with someone and then seeing their physical form and being like, you're a nine out of 10. Can I still love you? But it's, it's brought up an interesting debate. It's like, did he, you know, was sort of telling the truth about how he felt about attraction to other women and who he dated before, but it's horrible for her self-esteem to hear it. So is that on her because she's insecure about how she looks or on him because he's telling her she's not the most beautiful woman in the world. I side with her. Yeah, I think I side with her tend to do, but it is interesting. Like he's being honest and the way they are in the pods with each other is yeah. so honest that I think I think he just has no filter. And I bet I just from from the little bit of interviews and stuff I've seen him do, I think watching the show back, he I I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I don't know if he realized like some of the things yeah. that came out of his mouth. I mean, the bipolar yeah. comment was insane. Like there was a lot of things he said that were so inappropriate. And I don't know if maybe I'm just trying, maybe I'm being too nice about it. Sometimes I don't know if he even realized what he was saying half the time. Fair, fair. Well, this but, is now you know, Love is Blind podcast. Yeah, seriously. Right. Like, here's the thing. This is the experiment of the show, right? Yeah. Like, and who knows how these contestants are vetted. There has to be some drama with someone who like, yeah, it's all about looks. And that's, you know, therein lies the drama. Now, it is terrible. I completely agree with what you're saying, Sarah. Like, it's like all's fair and love more, but like we should all have filters and you really should right. be hurting someone's feelings, especially on national television. But I will also, you know, go so far as to say that anybody who's on a reality show, they are there for not necessarily the right reasons. Oh, I like right? that phrase. And it's like, they know what's going to, you know, push the interwebs buttons and how they're going to get attention and more attention means more, you know, money for them. Who knows how anybody really feels and who knows, like, 
if he has a filter or not, or if he's just trying to be provocative. Um, regardless, it's, 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 listen, we are living in the year 2022 of our Lord and body shaming, you know, it's like, this is none of this is okay. It's not, it's not just, just say she's a 10 out of 10 and don't talk about the ballerina across the room, Cole. Let's just keep it there. Well, my woe of the week is not even really a woe. It's a Jason Momoa because that's who it's about. Thank you. Yes, it's about Jason Momoa. So Jason Momoa, obviously uh, God among men, uh, revealed that he adopted a wild pig after meeting uh, the pig on the set of his new Netflix movie, Slumberland. Um, He told fans he narrowed down the possible names to two options, Lau Lau and I'm going to ask Gwen for this, um, Manapawa. They're both popular Hawaiian dishes that contain Moanapoa. Moanapoa. Thank you. They're both uh, pork Hawaiian dishes, which I I get when people name pigs after pork, but I, I don't know. It's sort of just, it feels weird. Um, but Jason Momoa said, this is why I can't work with animals. I want to bring them home. Wild and feral like his pops. He wrote, posting a video alongside his him pet pig, which is adorable. And he says, we can paint your nails pink and put a little top hat on you because he's going to be the plus one to the premiere of Slumberland. And Jason Momoa, uh, also on Instagram, a big woe this week, was wearing a traditional Hawaiian bottom, which was sort of like a jungle book looking wrap skirt and flew up and showed his bare booty on Instagram while, you know, filming. So we got to objectify the celebrity men. So, hey, Jason Momoa's ass, we said, whoa, good for you. Thank you from everyone. I hope you and your pet pig are very happy. (laughs) Well, let us move into some of the news of the week. And we are going to start with all things Jennifer Aniston. Now, she is speaking out about her fertility struggles, her IVF attempts for the very first time in the Allure December 2022 uh, cover story that came out this past Wednesday. Jennifer Aniston said that she had, quote, experienced hard shit um, while trying to conceive. She says, if I wasn't going through that, I would have never become who I was meant to be. That's why I have such gratitude for those shitty things. She said that she was, quote, trying to get pregnant several years ago. Um, She said the media speculation was hard because she was on IVF. Um, Someone said to me, freeze your eggs and do a favor. She also opened up about her divorce from seemingly Brad Pitt that was very hard on her. And she ended by saying, I spent so many years protecting my story about IBF. I'm so protective of those parts because I feel like there's so little that I do to keep to myself. I don't have anything to hide. Now, the quotes are amazing, but she's also wearing the famous 1996 Chanel nipple bikini. The nipple bikini. The so micro awesome. She looks so amazing. Let's just remind everyone that she is 53 years old. Insane. Insane. She has always been face, body, hair, just tens across the board. And I also love that they gave her all of those crazy hair extensions because they said that the second most famous character on Friends was Jennifer Aniston's hair, which is pretty, pretty apt. I also didn't know that she went to LaGuardia, the fame school. She talked about a checkoff play that she did in high school. I was sort of surprised by that because she's not my favorite actor. Um, But she looks so hot. She's 
in that like Dior two piece, uh, Givenchy, you know, G string coming out of her pants, looking like a 19 year old Instagram baddie. What did you guys think about these photos and her quotes about IVF and her divorce and everything? I have a lot of thoughts. Great. First of all, you know, some things that I found really interesting and juicy is just the backstory to this feature. So first of all, this is the last print cover of Allure magazine. Ever? Ever. Yeah. Uh After this issue, Allure is going all digital. So I believe that there was a general consensus to go super iconic with all of this. Mm. Um, I know the writer, Danielle Pergament, really well. It is a brilliantly reported and written piece. And I do truly believe that, like, it was one of those magic moments where the writer, Danielle, went to go sit with the celebrity um, for an interview. And it was one of those times when, like, the writer was kind of like, oh, my God, I have so much here. Like, this is just going to, like blow people's socks off. I thought that was really amazing. Okay, now, the pictures out of control. Absolutely adored for this last print issue of Allure magazine with an icon, Jennifer Aniston, who probably is one of the actresses that appeared on the Allure, on Allure's cover more than anyone else, that they had her in these iconic fashion moments through the years. Killer. The hair, killer. I loved it all. Um, these quotes, absolutely amazing. I think that she very much knew that this was this iconic moment. And, Mm. you know, I don't think it was an accident from her stance that she went there with all of this information. I thought, I think she felt like this is my moment to get this stuff out there. Now, the IVF journey was fascinating. I am just a little wary because while she was going through this, the Hollywood and celebrity news reporting vehicle was such that I am having a really hard time believing that she went through several rounds of IVF without that ever leaking. Um, But I have no doubt that motherhood is something that she really wanted. Um, I really like that she was just so blatantly honest about you know, something that that I don't think is a surprise that, you know, magazines, media brands, much like our own that like to kind of imagine what's going on in people's lives and then ascribing it um, for readers to then put their opinions on top of it. It's it, 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 it it's it's really interesting that she just shared her really blatantly, painfully honest opinion of what this felt like for her and like just wow you know we all know what it's like when you know everybody is kind of creating the narrative around your truth and she was really brave in this piece i just was totally blown away i agree with all of that i think um it was really interesting to finally hear her talk about a lot of these things that people have been saying for her or on her behalf or speculating about for so long. I also thought it was interesting. It's we pretty much knew she only joined like social media because she had to, but it was kind of candid for her to be like, I hate this. Why are we doing this? There's no real movie stars anymore. Like kind of just being super candid. And I think um, 
the pictures were giving like that season of friends where her hair was so long and that was nostalgic. And it's, I almost just wish there was still, there's still so much left unsaid like with because there was like the little nugget of like oh brad you know he didn't leave me because i wasn't having a kid with him like whatever but like what does she really think of angelina now like there there's still more (laughs) i need but maybe one of these days she said she will promise to write a book one day so i'm counting down the days it would be so interesting to know her thoughts and feelings on the incredibly acrimonious divorce between brad and angelina would be really interesting to be a fly on that wall I think exactly. when you're so right that it was all just so brave of her and it shows in the photos and how she works with that writer who did such an amazing job. She just let it all out there, told her entire life, showed her whole body at the same time, like literally bared her, you know, heart and soul and body. And it was just beautiful and it worked. And I mean, a lot of people born it, Kim Kardashian, Naomi Campbell, but that Chanel micro Keeney is just one of my favorite things to ever happen. Kim, Kim looked a little crazy in it because her boobs were a little too big for it. But everyone, I mean, it was just an amazing, go read the story. It is such a great read about how brave and open she is about everything. Well, let's shift gears because the teen pop world has lost a star. Erin Carter um, sadly died this week and the cause of death has not yet been revealed, but law law enforcement sources told TMZ that first responders found cans of compressed air in the bathroom at his time of death. He was found um, dead in his bathtub by his housekeeper at the age of 34. Um, Aaron had previously been open about being diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, manic depression, and anxiety. He was doing a lot of TikTok lives and Instagram lives that were troubling and showed him huffing a lot of computer duster and a lot of those other really horrible over-the-counter 60-second high ruin your brain. And it's just, it's really, really, really sad. I was really rooting for Aaron to get better before this went so bad. But I watched a couple of his lives over the past couple of weeks and uh, this the, the blatant huffing of the computer duster was very troubling. And it's just really sad. Super sad. Super, super sad. sad. And, you know, just days before, everything, it was all over Twitter. Everyone was like, oh, it's been 21 years since that Aaron Carter, Lizzie McGuire episode aired. Anyone knows me. They know Lizzie McGuire is half of my personality. Yeah. Um, and I was like, 70%. Oh, 70, you think 70? Okay. <laughs> um, so loved that show. And that episode was iconic. Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire and Hillary Duff. I kind of was surprised she released a statement. Obviously, they dated when they were like 13 and they are linked to each other in pop culture world. But that doesn't always necessarily mean there's going to be like a public reaction, especially because in the years that he's been struggling, he's kind of made some public pleas for and has had some weird, you know, dark roads. And she's always taken it, I think, in the high road way that she can, because it's a little it's awkward. And, you know, she knew he was struggling. But um, I thought her statement was very sweet. She wrote for Aaron. I'm deeply sorry that life was so hard for you and that you had to struggle in front of the world. You had a charm that was absolutely effervescent. Boy, did my teenage self love you 
deeply. Sending love to your family at this time. Rest easy. Mm. Sweet. It's an adorable statement. Hillary Duff is just the child star that made it out the best, just Mm -hmm. with the best heart, compassionate head on her shoulders. And it was really comforting for me to read that when Aaron passed about Hillary Duff, because all of our teenage selves loved him so much. And if you follow celebrity gossip like we do, we knew what Aaron Carter was struggling with. We didn't know what he was struggling with, but we could very much see. And he talked about his diagnosis. So, you know, if you see a friend in need, <laughs> give him some help on yeah. Instagram Live with all yeah. of this. It was just, it was very, very, very sad. Well, let's talk about some happy news. Rebel Wilson has welcomed a new baby, a surprise baby. Um, you know, she has been booed up and Us Weekly reported that she's engaged and hasn't announced it yet. Um, but she revealed uh, at this amazing party with all of her friends around that she has a new baby with partner Ramona Agruma. Um, they are just so cute. She had a baby shower. Rebel Wilson looks so happy. I mean... What did you guys think when you saw these photos? I was it just it tickled me pink. I'm so happy for her. Absolutely. It's you know, I, I love it's like way to inspire people that you can completely change your life in record time. Like yeah. she went from being super single to now being engaged, has a baby on the way. Like she looks incredible. She seems so happy. And yeah, totally. Kudos to her. It's a beautiful story. I like yeah, the name sort of dating some Royce F-boys. Lillian. Adorable. Ooh, Royce Lillian is a great name. I like how you say it. She said, <laughs> I wanted an original name starting with R. Obviously, Rebel, Ramona, and Royce. So eventually mm-hmm. landed on that one. Lillian and Elizabeth are both family names carried by women in the family who I admire. Elizabeth was also my middle name after the late queen. So I guess she has yes. two middle names. Lillian yes. and Elizabeth. Nice shout out to Queen Elizabeth II there, which is nice. Um, And we've only heard, she's been dating Ramona since before she let people know, but we only heard since May 2022 that she was seeing someone new um, with as she shared on the podcast, You Up, um, following her split from Jacob Bush, who just didn't seem like the best guy. Um, And then she posted on Instagram, "Um, I thought I was searching for a Disney prince, but what I really needed this time was a Disney princess. Which just her and Ram- I know, and her and Ramona just look so happy together. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's what we need in this world. So happy for you. Well, we'll throw roses at Rebel Wilson, but people are throwing eggs at King Charles and Queen Consort Camilla. Um, they were at a public event this last week, and they were nearly pelted with eggs uh, thrown at them during an official visit to York, England this past Wednesday. Uh, Charles and Camilla were greeting onlookers in northern in a northern English town when four eggs thrown by a protester narrowly missed hitting them. Um, and the, the the best part about this is Charles didn't even visibly react to the eggs, which landed next to their feet. He just like kept moving and stepped over the mess. Um, Camila kept waving to fans. Um, and then the crowd started uh, to boo the egg throwing and chant, God save the king, which I think was really nice. Um, the person who threw them um, was a extinction rebellion activist, Patrick Threewall, who was saying that the UK was built on the blood of slaves. Um, he is a former Green Party candidate in it. Um, I thought this was a lovely moment for Charles and Camilla that 
you know, someone they really showed the poise that is really the royal family's <laughs> main gig here. And it was like nice to see him not react to the eggs for Camila to sub over it. I don't know. It made me see them in a different light and like them a little bit more. Did you guys watch the video? I did. I'm a bad person and I wanted the egg to hit them just because I thought it'd be funny. Um, that was my main takeaway. Okay, um, fair. Yeah. And, you know, I also think it's probably not going to be the last time Charles is going to have some critics to answer to. So, you know, might be a sign of more eggs to come. I agree. I think that Charles is just so used to people like not really having the warmest feelings for him. Yeah. Um, you know, since, yeah, since he was like 20. Kudos to him, man. Like, good luck. Good <laughs> luck. Not going to be an easy task. This good luck. thing. Bring an umbrella with you. Well, <laughs> let us move on to our last story. This is about Drake, Drizzy, if you're nasty, and Jimmy, if you're a Degrassi fan. Uh, Condé Nast, who owns Vogue, uh, Vogue is suing 21 Savage and Drake uh, for $4 million after 21 Savage and Drake created a faux issue of Vogue with themselves on the cover to promote their new album, Her Loss. Um, they did this with, they did a fake Howard Stern show. They did a fake um, NPR little desk concert in the fame um and the Vogue cover, but Vogue is suing them. They are not into it, and they want $4 million. They sent a cease and desist on October 31st, Happy Halloween, that said unauthorized use of the Vogue's trademark by removing the Instagram post. They just told them to take it down, and they did not. So now they are getting sued. But this isn't even the Drake news I want to talk about, because if you've listened to his new album, he really uh, comes for Megan the Stallion, which was really, really messed up uh, on the next album. On his album that just came out, he said, quote, this B is still lying about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. This was, of course, um, in regards to her he's saying that she's lying about being shot by troy lanes who shouted at her dance while shooting at her feet and shot her through the foot and now he's saying that she lied this has gone to court it's been proved and he's really coming for megan the stallion and it was just like i don't know why you're coming for megan the stallion first of all everyone loves her and she was shot it's just really messed up megan responded she says i know i'm very popular but y'all have to stop attacking weak-ass conspiracy theories and bars to my name um address me with facts or receipts uh she says he's coming at her for clout um and megan the stallion's attorney said despite the in Beautiful evidence that Megan was a victim of gun violence. The ignorant continue to support her attacker. Now, I know that Drake and Troy are friends, but I mean, he shot her in the foot and now Drake is coming for her saying that she's lying. It's it's messy. And I, I don't like Drake as much as I did before. Mm. Yeah, this feels like unnecessary roughness um, to yeah. use sports reference. Oh, good for nice, you. Nice. Foul. Foul on the play, Drake. Um, and also, I just was reading about this because I was unfamiliar with um, this situation. And Kim is now under fire, Kim Kardashian, because she used yeah. the song on Instagram, on an Instagram yeah. story. So should have picked a different Drake song, Kimmy, because people are always going to find a reason to hate you. Um, 
And oh, a lot of people are just calling Drake a misogynist on the internet. So like, not great, Jimmy Brooks, get it together. I don't want to not yep. be able to like you. Yeah, the whole, the whole album it sounds super sexist. It's called Her Loss. Everything he's doing is really showing misogyny and just like a general hate for women. And I think coming from Megan Thee Stallion, who, you know, recent college graduate, really strong woman in charge of her own image and didn't want to sleep with you, you know, really is causing him to lash out about all of this. And it's not a good look, bro. It's oh, just... and he came for um, Serena Williams' husband. Yes, he called him a groupie when all Alexis does. I've met Alexis. I've seen them together. I know you have two Gwen, and he's just such a lovely guy. He supports his wife and stands behind her because she's one of the greatest athletes of all time, like a true goat. And he calls him a groupie just for being supportive of his wife. In a I mean, Twitter in- thread about his new investments and business success, he said being a groupie isn't such a bad thing. Quote, the reason I stay winning is because I'm <laughs> relentless about being the absolute best at whatever what I do including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. Cute. Yeah. And he's like made of money. Like what groupie comes with their own Bentley? You know, yeah. he's he invented Reddit and sold it. Groupies traditionally aren't billionaires. It's just rooted in all types of sexism and is gross. And before we go, People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, Chris Evans. I thought it was a little bit of a safe choice. I wasn't really happy about it. I was hoping for Pete Davidson. Oh my God, that would have broken the internet. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be like Miles Teller or somebody that's kind of relevant for this year. I agree. Like, obviously, Chris Evans is a very good looking man. Like, but what did he do this year besides get a mustache? Like, I I feel like I like he doesn't. I don't I don't know. It doesn't really feel relevant to me either. I agree. I feel like they had a lot of people say no or something. And I hope Pete Davidson was one of them because I thought that would just been so weird to put him on the cover because I mean, every hot woman dates him. There's got to be something. I think he would like deserves that title. Yeah, they that's that would have been crazy. They probably tried. I bet they tried and he said no. Well, thank you to Pete David. No, thank you to my hosts, Sarah and Gwad, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity today. Again, this is Travis Cronin of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, do you know what they are? They're, They're just, just like, like us. Um. I hope everyone listening says that along with us. And we will be back next week. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. 